Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Well, hey, hey, we're going to go back in time just a couple of weeks and talk about November's 2021's profit report. As a reminder, if this is the first profit report you're listening to, we've been doing these for over two years now, which is bananas, in the way where we break down just strategies and decisions and how kind of money just moves within a company like ours to kind of give you some insight into what it does look like to grow a company the size that we're running, but also kind of having conversations about healthy profit margins and expenses and just all the kind of behind the scenes, nosy conversations that you guys like to hear. If these episodes are your jam, we do one literally every single month, and I think it would be quite interesting to listen to them in order to see the evolution of where we are now versus where we've been in previous months. But we have a lot to break down. Yeah, I have really enjoyed some of the changes we've made, specifically when we're talking about profit on the on the budgeting side to reimagine how we get to where we're going and how we continue to grow and scale. And a lot of this comes down to hiring and looking at literally plugging in, okay, if we have this many clients, what does our business look like? If if we hire so-and-so, what does our business look like? And I've really been in play mode ever since this happened. But for those of you unfamiliar, we should really back up to October. <laughs> we launched a brand new product. Mm-hmm. And you guys, if you listened to the October Profit Report, you heard that it went extremely well. It went pretty well. (laughs) It went extremely well. And so technically, the back end of that first launch, like cart closed November 2nd. Mm -hmm. So we only had two days of revenue from that launch. But then we had the reoccurring revenue from people who purchased in October and Let's just say we're we're on a really incredible trajectory. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it was pretty interesting in October, doubling our business in five days. And it's been 
really fun seeing the impacts of that that are going to continue to to help us grow and scale. We've I think been really learning the balance of hiring and planning for growth like today knowing that in like 2 to 3 months the growth is going to happen. I think it's been a little bit of a kind of some mind junk for me, not necessarily junk, but just like we've definitely hired and tried to prepare for growth before before we were actually ready and we are looking at it in a completely different way now and there are definitely like numbers to back us up but i think i'm hoping in a, in another couple of months this part will feel more comfortable for me because it is it is a stretch thing for me to be like okay here we are like hiring again for what we expect that we're going to need in three months. And that's been a little nerve wracking for me, but it's months like these that help make that happen. Yeah, absolutely. This is what gives you the padding to like continue to keep growing and keep going. And we've put a big emphasis in 2021 being less worried about what that profit margin percentage looks like. In years past, we were very very dedicated to it looking like 30%. And while we have goals going into next year, there's also a big part of me that's okay with there's, there's going to be this new season for us. And I just want you guys to know that it's okay to have these kinds of seasons where we may intentionally, which sounds weird, but it's, Mm -hmm. it's a strategy. We may intentionally plan for less profit for two to three months and then see a surge in revenue that puts us in a new category yeah. and then plan for less profit for two to three months and put us in a new category. And it's, it's a lot, but it's also exciting. Cause I feel like in the past it felt a bit more like, well, I hope we do this. Right. I hope we hit these benchmarks. And because we were running a business model that required to hit those kinds of things, we were talking about, thousands mm-hmm. of individual sales, not dollars, thousands of individual sales. And because we've changed our personal model to reflect a lot more of what our clients are going through, we similarly to them mm-hmm. need far less clients than we ever have in the past. And that just puts us in a position where we're you know, we can talk about hiring someone when we literally add two to three clients to our right, right. to our roster business. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Versus that might have not been the case ever. Right. I mean, it definitely wasn't the case when we were looking at a twenty nine dollar product. Like mm-hmm. you needed ten thousand sales. You know, and it's yeah. just not the same. Well, and I I really found it helpful when you kind of described we're growing. And when we all talk about growth in business, we like to think of it as like just the upward chart, right? And it's like little by little you're going up and it's not straight up, but it's like at an incline and you're like taking it easy. And what ours is, is like a little bit steeper up and then a plateau straight across for like a couple months and then a steep up and then a plateau straight across. And honestly, like I kind of want to have this conversation a little bit before we break down the numbers, because I I feel like there's going to be some people listening who are like, 
yeah, isn't that what you wanted to get away from? Like when we were in the launch model mm. of like launching a real, and it was a really high spike mm. and then it tanked. It's not the same thing. Can you talk about how it's different? Yeah. Okay. So when you're in the one to many model and you do a launch, what ends up happening is you bring in revenue, but generally you're looking at a one-time sale. And if you do have payment plans, they're at a price point where like, it's not adding a lot to your bottom line long term. And so you may have a huge spike, but then your like decompression afterwards is like, I mean, we could talk, it could be like 70% different. Mm-hmm. It could be 90% mm-hmm. different. Mm-hmm. And so that's just really hard to sustain. And the way we're building our business and the way we're teaching our clients to build their business is a specifically a mixture of cash injections and building sustainable revenue. And part of that comes down to looking at like a one-time payment or for our clients, like a one-time project, so to speak, and a mixture of retainer clients. And in our new program, without making it complicated, like our program sits very similarly to how a service business mm-hmm. would have retainer clients and they're going to have a capacity based on the team and the support that they have. Mm-hmm. They can handle so many clients at one time. And at, at a certain point, they're going to need to hire to be able to handle more clients to keep the same level of service, the same level of experience. And so when we're talking about this bump, we're talking about, okay, yeah, sure. There might be some evergreen. We might have clients come in and we will see clients come in at, at those like points that are a bit more steady, but we're talking about contracts. Mm -hmm. Like we're under contract with actual clients who are working with us on a really tangible way. And they're seeing results. Like we have a new client, Chelly, who just landed in the last 30 days, 22,000 in new revenue for her business with another 12 to 18,000 in her pipeline. And those are real results. That's four clients. She got four clients that brought in 22,000. She has another four clients that are kind of in the wings that obviously are at a slightly smaller package, but that makes a massive impact in people's lives. Mm -hmm. And like having more contact with our clients is giving us the ability to make a bigger impact on people. And in reverse, like, we just don't need to work with as many people to see results in our business. And so the growth we're talking about is much more sustainable when we get to the point where because our client contracts are for 12 months. And so when we get to the point, we're at 12 months from inception, we're gonna hit a point where like, we're going to have to make different decisions. But right now we're in build mode because mm-hmm. we're building we're building up to what our client capacity can look like. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's just a different world. Right. Like well, and I like to think of it as like okay, yeah, the chart might flow the same way. It goes up cuz there's a launch or there's a big event or whatever, but it doesn't fall as far back down as it did in the past. And those launches, like when Abby was talking about how it might literally go down to zero, like the month after a big launch event, like we've made at one month after a big launch, we made like $76. And so like, when you ask yourself, how can that big launch then like carry your weight through the year? It's just, 
it can, but it's just a lot harder and it just makes the month over month then like less revenue. And so I don't know. I think we we went into maintenance mode. And we've talked about this a lot, but we went into maintenance no- mode in order to build up that foundation so that when we knew when we wouldn't be in constant launch mode, that what was there sustainably over and over and over again would be enough still for us to maintain and grow. Yeah, absolutely. So the incubator is a big part of our business. And I think we are continuing to strike the balance. So what, what does it look like internally? It's not that we have the support to run both products incredibly well, but it was an interesting experiment because we had, and the, I would love to do a whole episode on calling things experiments, but that's a story <laughs> for another day. But it was an interesting experiment to have the cart close of the first launch of a major new product and a major new thing we're doing. And then two and a half weeks later, we had Black Friday. Mm-hmm. And so I know internally our team had their attention divided. We had people focused on one versus the other and everyone knew what they needed to do and needed to accomplish. But it was interesting to me to watch the effects of, when our team has the same goal Mm -hmm. across the board, how we work more in sync versus Mm -hmm. when we are purposefully divide and conquering, there seems to be like a little disconnect. Absolutely. Interesting. Well, I, I think honestly that that experiment taught us a lot and, and, and this is going to be different for every business. I think what's really cool about making decisions like this and experimenting like this is you could have two products in your business. And if you have like the right people in the right seats and one kind of department owns the results of this product and the marketing of this product and the conversions of this product and you and the rest of the team work on the other and it might work perfectly for you. I think what we have learned even before we had this big of team that like focusing on one thing at a time, giving it our intention publicly has a big energetic feel to the success. It's not necessarily a direct result of this, you know, like, oh, well, we posted on Instagram for a Black Friday. We had the emails planned. We did everything we would have normally done for that Black Friday promotion. But energetically, the team wasn't there. Well, and and I think what I wanted that my biggest takeaway, honestly, wasn't even the efforts that the team put in. I think the reason it was off was it's out of alignment with our team culture to do a promotion in the middle of like one of the biggest family events of the entire year. Right. That was also a huge lesson because, you know, we've talked about building life first business from day one. We're literal pioneers in this conversation. I know it might be trendy right now, but that's how we've run our business from the very beginning. And it was kind of like one of those things where it was like, we came off of a big launch had like a week break, we're prepping for a Black Friday launch and being way more active in business when all of us were like, I kind of want to go heat up some leftover stuffing and like maybe do some Black Friday shopping myself and not like show up in this high level way that a promotion is required. And so quite literally in the middle of the promotion, I, I mean, at least in my head, and I'm glad the team like all felt the same way when we got back together. I was like, I don't, I don't want to do this again during this week. Yeah, no, no. And like, I don't want to discount it because it did fine. Oh, like, yeah. It literally <laughs> did fine. <laughs> you know, nothing was wrong. Nothing was bad. Like, 
I mean, it wasn't like the best thing we've ever done, but okay. But also I think it's because it energetically was off. And so like now we're learning from that experiment. We're learning from those lessons. And a big part of it is like, for at least for me, if everyone else is really loud, that's when we should be quiet. Yeah. Yeah. That it's worked for us for years. So, you know, if everyone's going to be really loud during Black Friday because everyone has their own promotion, then... Which I love. I freaking love shopping Black Friday deals and Cyber Monday deals. I don't hate it. No, it's fine. And there might be a version of, okay, maybe maybe a coupon code exists, but but what happens if we don't? What if it's just like pop up on the website and that's it? It just exists. Right. It's not this big whole thing. And then the big whole thing is later or earlier or well because or if you remember a couple months ago y'all we shared about our big birthday bash and that to me was so fun and so yeah. exciting and so easy yeah. to like energetically show up for where I'm like you know what maybe the big thing is just our birthday bash once a year and there'll be like some quiet stuff sprinkled throughout yeah. great okay <laughs> I mean and that's the thing I if I've learned anything over the last six years it's that the less I can tie my personal feelings and my like feelings of success and whatever to the results of the business, like mm-hmm. the less worried and offended I am about yep. it. So like if it energetically fell off, like instead of being like upset or mad or frustrated or whatever, I was just like, okay, that's a great lesson. Let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And so I'm excited that we get to make decisions based on that. Well, well, I was going to say, we kind of glossed over this and this could also be a huge impact. Not that like, well, if I was here, it would have made a big difference, but like energetically just more reasons why it was off. Y'all, I had surgery in November and I was out, out for like, I mean, out, out for a week. And then my brain was kind of out for like another almost two weeks. And so I think it's also like just the space to give yourself permission to like, you don't have to do big events like in times of when you might not be energetically ready to show up. Yeah. You get to protect that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And, you know, even if you, Emily and I are working so hard to transfer trust, to allow you guys to see our team just as valuable as we are, but it's a process and it takes time. And even as other members of our team continue to show up and do amazing things, there's still some things that I can't quite explain it, but like if Emily were to write an email versus someone else writing an email, like things happen. If I show up on Instagram versus, you know, an assistant posting something, mm-hmm. like it makes a difference. And so we're working to identify what is that buried <laughs> us and how can we transfer that to our team mm-hmm. as well. Because long term, and I say this to every business owner, like long term, especially if you do want a team, it's it's one thing if you plan to always kind of like keep it really niche and keep it small and maybe have you and one or two admins or something. But like, if you intend to grow at some point, your results cannot be dependent on you. Yeah. And there's for us, they're still too dependent on us Mm -hmm. specifically, despite how much help we have. Yes. Yeah. Because we haven't figured out how to like bottle up whatever secret sauce it is we have. Oh no. I haven't, I haven't been able to write down the recipe and like give it away. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's 
it's not even that I don't want to. Oh, like, I want to. I'm, like, I'm ready to. Grandma's kitchen is closed. Yeah. <laughs> Grandma's kitchen is closed. So yeah, I'm ready to figure out what that looks like. Mm-hmm. All that being said, like from a revenue perspective, one of the best months we've had all year. Mm-hmm. So like, mm-hmm. I it's funny to have. I feel like it's funny to have that conversation and then be like, "Well, it was one of our best months ever." (laughs) But, but it just something to be mindful of is like, I do think there was a lot of trying to figure out and push through something, and like that is not the feeling I want, right? Because it was like you being out meant. I had to manage a lot more people and talk to more people and make sure more things were handled, which meant I couldn't do what I'm best at. Well, which also affects like, oh, what a great problem to have. But the the incubator launch went better than we could have ever expected it to. But it also, yeah, I feel like we were like decompressing off of it. It also kept performing well after because we could immediately kind of go into Evergreen with some of our leads. So you were still like talking and building relationships and getting like we were organizing people getting onboarded and like it was just I think you know we had a, we had planned for all of those things just not at the scale that we were then doing them. Yeah. I mean, I have I have no qualms about it. And I mean, it was the best it could have possibly been given all the circumstances that we had. Uh-huh. And they weren't even bad necessarily. I mean, other than your your surgery sucked like and I <sighs> watching you attempt to recover and like then not feeling like yourself it was it was painful. Was I was from literally the convinced. My brain was playing tricks on me and was like, "Well, this is who you are forever now," <laughs> and I hated it because I was like, felt like I wasn't performing. At, I mean, I'm an Enneagram three, and so like my identity is not tied up with my work. I've done a really, really good job at separating that over the years, but like I still like to work, and I still like like feel productive when I'm working, and I feel good about myself, and I feel like I'm contributing and getting to like flex my brain muscles or whatever. And all of a sudden when like I couldn't multitask, I couldn't finish a sentence. I couldn't come up with words. I was like, well, this is literally who I am forever and I'm worthless. (laughs) It was dark times. (laughs) Oh man. You know what? You're, you're, I get it though. Yeah, I get it though. The mind plays the most incredible tricks and it, you know, in the same way that like one bad review or one bad comment or one bad, whatever mm-hmm. can overshadow all the good. I also think when we feel off all of a sudden it can completely derail all the other feelings that we have that are positive. Yeah. <laughs> and also like, you know, if you were to look at our numbers, you'd be like, literally what part of this black Friday thing was even bad. Literally none of it. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying is like, we had the most incredible launch of our lives without question. So of course, anything after that, it's like going to Disney world and then going to six flags. Like it was like, it's just not the same experience. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so also, nothing against either of those companies. I was just an example. <laughs> I, I don't come at us. Don't come at me. I literally, I've only been to Disney World once when I was seven. So, like, I don't, I have no. We were just talking about Disney World last night and how how old we think Penny should be before we take her because I selfishly want to go to Harry Potter World, and so I'm like, when will she be old enough for me to go? <laughs> mm. 
I think it's a couple years know. still. I, really? Yeah. I feel like she's close though. Yeah. Um, my my my. I just be. I would be so annoyed if we're like halfway through and she's like, "I'm tired and bored," and so I need it to be like, for sure, for sure. Okay. Because we're going. Anyway. It is so expensive. No, it is so expensive. It is it, bananas. Well, and it's gone up exponentially. Oh if yeah. You look at the, if you look at the charts, it's just out of control. It's wild. <laughs> Any Disney connections you want to hook us up, please DM me. I know know some some Disney travel agents who listen to the show. Come on, come at me. (laughs) Don't come at me. Come (laughs) at me. (laughs) Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get it set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. 
After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. If you're looking at our numbers and how things are shaking out, it's so interesting to me that like after all that is said and done, things are like very in alignment with where I thought they would be. But also it's just shocking to be here like in what's theoretically month two <laughs> of this new product. <laughs> yeah. So we mentioned that we doubled our MRR in five days. And if you look at our percentages... It would make sense because the co-op was the only technical reoccurring revenue that we had. Mm -hmm. But in November, it was 40% and the incubator was 43%. Mm -hmm. So that's just just still really crazy to me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I'm still processing what that information is. And I'm excited about what it means. And our affiliate income was 10%. So you guys can do the math and figure out there's just there's just a few other percentage points hanging out with some other products. And that's cool. But like this was the product mix we were going for. And just based on our trajectory, I know that the incubator is going to scale much faster than the co-op. But we're talking totally different price points. And so like I'm prepared mentally for all of that. Yep. And going into next year, it'll be really interesting to watch what happens with those things. Mm-hmm. Now, I do want to talk about spend because two super critical things happened in November. One, I ain't playing no games when it comes to unnecessary costs anymore. Like, it just have no qualms about making quick decisions And so we were planning to spend a hefty amount on advertising in November. And we just decided literally 48 hours into our spend that it was not worth it. It was not worth it. Mm -mm. And honestly, I don't think it had anything to do with our ads. I don't know. It was the season. The money we were spending, it's just the very interesting thing about Facebook is circa four years ago, they really did prioritize small business. But now if Best Buy or Amazon or some other big box wants to come in and spend millions and millions and millions of dollars over one of the busiest shopping seasons of the year they will prioritize yep. their stuff. And that's just the name of the game. And so when, and I don't know if you guys are familiar with ad costs at all, but Facebook decides what things cost based on how many people are entering the marketplace. And so ad costs are variable. It's not like I spend a dollar, I get in front of X number of people mm-hmm. and I can pretty much estimate a result. If you have more people in the marketplace willing to spend more money, it's literally like gambling. Mm -hmm. You can set caps on how much you're willing to spend to get X result. Like there's only, there's all sorts of things you can do. So those of you who are familiar with our ad spend in months past, like 
we very consistently spent 20, 25, even 30% on advertising. And because I just literally said enough is enough, we only end up spending 12% on ads in November. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. And and here's, it's a twofold reason. One is we were seeing very quickly the performance of Black Friday ads because of the noise, because of the commotion, because of our energy. We just didn't want to figure it out. Could we have maybe tried to like rework some stuff, figured out? Yeah. But our ads team messaged us and we were like, pull them. Like we'll just rely on emails and social. It's no big deal. But then the other part of that was, is we were still still talking to warm leads in our DMs for the incubator because y'all listen to this show and then you message us, you read our blog and then you message us, you see something on Instagram and then you message us. And so we were like, okay, stop those ads too, because we need to take a breather and like serve the people who are here, serve the people who are just like already coming to us anyways. It was a minute before we turned ads back on in that regard. Yeah, we we had multiple applicants every day for our new program and like great problem to have my friend well so to me it's and I think this could almost be its whole episode also but I I wish nothing but for other small business owners no matter what your service is no matter what your goals are your company doesn't need to be as big as ours for I grant I want you to have this feeling of the absolute freedom that getting to choose can do for you in your business. So mm-hmm. like deliberately choosing to turn down the faucet because you know your capacity, deliberately choosing to get to turn it up because you're ready to grow and you're energetically there and you've got support. Getting that freedom of choice is one of the biggest gifts we've ever gotten. And it feels real yeah, great. Because I mean, and we've talked about it before, but I just... I definitely remember seasons where I would call you and say, we have to do something and, and that sucks. (laughs) Yeah. And it's also fine. Like, I don't want to like discount that. Oh yeah. There will likely be those seasons for you as well. (laughs) Because you're going to have to make something work or you got got people to pay. You got bills Bills to pay. pay. (laughs) Okay. Let's do it. Let's pay your, let's pay your bills. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to reach a point where you are secure Mm -hmm. and safe and you can make choices about how you want to show I think, up. I think the first sign of this for our clients is when they say no to a not perfect dreamy client. Yes. That's the first phase of it where it's like, ooh, previously I would have jumped at that opportunity because of cash or what I thought mm-hmm. it would do for me or I had to or whatever. And like getting to evaluate and be like, oh, actually this isn't the right fit. It can be as simple as that. But that freedom of choice, I'm telling you what makes things crystal clear in your priorities. Yes, that's definitely a phase one and and one that I hope I can gift you guys all as soon as possible, especially Mm -hmm. if you're a service provider. I want to see you feel in control of Mm -hmm. who you're working with. And this doesn't have to look like, and I will say this, it doesn't have to look like every person you are saying yes to all has all the same things in common. We talk all the time about like, it's not that you have to like niche your clientele saying no is not about that, but like energetically, are they right fit? Like, do they, do they align with your values? Mm -hmm. Do they communicate in a way that makes sense for the way you communicate? Does the project sound fun? Like, (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Whatever filter you want to put it through. I, I, 
I want you to get to decide what that filter is and then have freedom and luxury and getting to actually make the choice and feeling comfortable with the choice. Yeah. Cause I, I've, I've watched some of you feel like you have no choice and, and that's a, that's a tough season, but I, I will say you can get through it. Mm-hmm. And on the other side is like this place you get to take a deep breath more often. Yes. So. Yeah. so let's talk about team. Holy shiza. <laughs> Well, remember, this is November perspective team. Don't bring December into this. <laughs> no, I know. I I know. Because y'all are going to be a whole other conversation next profit report. Okay. So if we're just talking about November, we decided a couple of things in November, which was just real crazy. So first of all, we sent gifts to our whole team and tried to spoil them as much as possible because that's how we roll. (laughs) And also because of the performance of our product launch, our offer launch, our service, so to speak, we extended offers to two of our current contractors to convert to full-time employees. And that felt so good. Yeah, it was one of those, what was really cool, and we've kind of mentioned this a little bit before on some of these, is like, as your company grows, as your business grows, the financial goals sometimes need to be more about just you paying yourself more in order for you to feel motivated. And we realized we needed that this year. So part of that was growing the team, pouring into our team, loving our team. And one of those specifically was we wanted to turn a longtime contractor into a full-time employee. And so Abby and I kind of had our own metrics for that of like, okay, when we launch this, when we reach this goal, like we know that we're going to be able to do that like this month. And like it happened day one of the launch. And so we were like, so excited, like screaming internally with each other because we knew what we were going to be able to do because of that, even if our team didn't know yet. And so that part, that shift and like when this happens, like we get to, and then it's whatever like cool benefit or thing that we want to offer the team or grow in a certain way or whatever, then that has been a newly motivating factor for yeah. me. And while Emily wants to like save a bunch of the team stuff for December, I will say a lot of the stuff that's in motion in December is actually decisions we made. Yeah, that's in true. November. And so again, going back to my Abby's like, we need to do it now for three months later and me being like, I don't know. I don't know. And she's like, okay, we're going to do it now (laughs) because realistically it won't be until December until this happens. And then January until this happens. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. So like we made some decisions Mm -hmm. in November to we're like, okay, this went well. We know we're looking at another season of growth and we had the people we had added, like we were starting to hit like 60 days of them being there. Mm-hmm. And the people we converted had been there a lot longer. So like Jared, for instance, had been there since June and Miranda was like a two years or something. Yeah. Like it, it was like a lot longer. And so like, well, Miranda and Jared converting was a big step and like an important step to me. It wasn't like they were existing team members that we were just like putting where they needed to be mm-hmm. versus like going into the next phase of growth. 
And so I started mapping it out and Emily and I started having conversations of like, what are our next needs? What do we need in this new phase? Who are we looking for? How many, and I think how many times do you think that org chart has changed since that conversation in last girl, night? I don't even know. I don't even know. I, I have started like deleting slides there for a minute. I was just duplicating it and making a revision. Oh no. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know. I, I have, I have like let some of the versions go, but this is a big part of it is like we were moving towards, okay, are we making departments? If so, what departments will those be? Are we looking for management? Are we doing this? Like, it was, I think this was like November was like a phase of questioning. One of the things, though, we did decide for sure in November was adding a new benefit. And if you haven't mm-hmm. listened to our benefits discussion, the flex stipend was a decision we yeah. made in November. The episode 599, right before this one, if you guys want to go listen. And so that that was an exciting decision that felt like really in alignment Mm -hmm. because we just like continue to explore what do we need what does our team need what do we need what does our team need yeah and like what and what does our clients need like don't don't forget they're at the forefront for sure and it's it's been awesome i i'm just still i think the part that i'm still personally struggling with is my brain catching up to like the reality we are living in today? Mine has not. I don't know what it's going to take for mine to catch up. I don't up. know either because I don't think – I think I'm still like processing. I don't even know what version I'm processing because I feel like we've literally had so many iterations of what our business looks like even in six months. Right. That, like which version <laughs> – if you were to like make them, you know, Mac iOS has an update. <laughs> I don't know which update I'm on. <laughs> You know? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We're 20. I'm not even sure we're on the same update, but I couldn't tell you. I don't think you or I could truly articulate. No. That's been my problem is like I'm ready to for my brain to catch up, but I can't articulate why I'm not catching up. And so that I'm hoping for some clarity on that. I'm also just like letting it be. Like I'm just like, well, we're here. Let's get in. Let's get into it. Yeah. And so I think part of that is which is this this is an interesting conversation and I I think could deserve warranting but like for our our clients I've watched this happen time and time again when they make when they make a big leap there it's it, it takes some time so like we had a client this year who 10x her business mm-hmm. and like she went from this feeling like a hobby to this like sustaining her life mm-hmm. And then like going into next year, knowing that like this has the power to continue to grow and thrive. And when I can't process, sometimes it's easier for me to like step into our client's shoes and be like, oh, I can see energetically from the outside why this is a weird and difficult transition. And then sometimes literally just like thinking about it from a third party perspective makes it easier for me to think about my own situation. But we've watched our clients do some incredible, crazy things like, you know, clients hitting their first 20k plus month, like clients going 
like earning their first hundred thousand dollar salary. Like mm-hmm. they're making these big leaps. And so, and so are we, our leaps are just different. The leaps we're going through are just different from our clients and that's fine, but we're still like, we're taking these leaps together. It's funny. Speaking of leaps, my husband and I listened to the big leap on <laughs> I keep wanting to say book on tape. Wow. I feel old. I listened to Audible, mm-hmm. okay, and it talks about your upper limit problem. And the interesting part about that is like when you hit an upper limit, you're you tend to want to self sabotage, but you don't always self sabotage in the same area of your life. Mm-hmm. So, like, you could have money going really well, but you may self sabotage in the area of love mm-hmm. because you're processing what's happening over here. But what's been interesting is because I've been way more hyper aware that I'm not there yet. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whatever there yeah. is, that I'm like, ooh is this like a self-sabotage move? Like, am I doing something? Am I doubting what I'm really capable of? Am I doubting what's possible? Like, what am I actually feeling? Is that feeling real? I am like full on therapizing myself. (laughs) (laughs) Which they also caution you on. So (laughs) I know, I know. So trying to just sit with, I don't know is an okay place to be. Yes. Yes. And and I think that's where I I have lived and and I'm okay with being in. I don't know don't know what the issue is or exactly if there's this is an issue or if this is just what this feels like. <laughs> so I'm just keeping keep, going. Keep her going. So I, okay, one last thing on team, and then I'll talk about the full numbers. So team, we were super on target, which is just so interesting. But I'm excited about and. Like I said, this was like the season we were leading up to. And then I I think there will be a season in which team becomes more intentionally. But, you know, team at 30% has been our target for a while. And we hit that on the money, (laughs) splitting up contractors and employees. But the, the interesting thing is, until this point, contractors have always outweighed employees and they they still did in november but this will be the last month that they do that probably ever in our business and that's a weird but exciting transition Mm -hmm. and so contractors were 18 percent of our revenue employees were 12 making a total for team at 30 percent. and i definitely think we will see that continue to shift where contractors become less and less. Yeah. Not that we're like letting anybody go, but like that we are adding to our total team number. Right. Right. We have a couple of niche contractors that we will keep forever. And so that, that will always be a part of that number, but it will still continue to go down because who we're hiring are employees. Right. Right. So (laughs) all that to say even despite all the feelings, which I feel like this month was a lot of feelings. A lot I'm of still feelings. feeling a lot of feelings. Uh-huh. And we saw a 34% profit margin in the month of November, making it one of our best months ever, not just from a profit margin percentage, but an actual dollars per mm-hmm. number. And 
It's exciting. I'm, I'm proud of us. <laughs> if you have any follow-up questions about anything we shared in this episode, please don't hesitate to reach out over at Boss Project on Instagram. And if you're a service provider and you're like, hmm, I'd like to hit some of those milestones that you talked about, I definitely want to have a conversation with you over on Instagram at Boss Project. But you should first check out bossproject.com slash incubator. incubator and see a little bit more about the program. And you can fill out an application. And that's kind of gets the conversation process started over on Instagram because we have a really cool private training that I think will blow your mind. So if you're accepted, we'll send you the link to that so you can watch it and we can chat it out in the DMs. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor. To get podcast updates and all the behind-the-scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.